Welcome to the Fair Trade Minded Podcast, the show which gives you bite-sized information about fair trade and how you can be part of it to change our world by changing your shopping choices and lifestyle. I'm your host, Cynthia Cheong, founder of MyFairBaby.com.au. Thank you for joining me today. UNESCO commemorated the 23rd of August each year for the remembrance of the slave trade and its abolition, one of the darkest periods of our human history. This episode will be my attempt to give you a bit of history of how the slave trade started and ended. Henry the Navigator was a Portuguese prince who famously helped capture the North African city of Ceuta. He sponsored voyages of exploration and exploitation through colonies in the North Atlantic and West Africa region and began the Portuguese involvement in the African slave trade. Prince Henry's maritime know-how with each expedition would gain the Portuguese a global empire and many European countries like Britain, France, Spain, the Netherlands would follow suit. In 1444, the first Portuguese expedition raided settlements on Arguin Islands and captured and shipped African slaves, men, women, and children. 240 slaves were paraded naked at the docks of Lisbon, Portugal. The very next year, another larger slave hunting expedition was launched. 20,000 slaves were brought to Lisbon in the next 15 years. Imagine being taken against our will, torn from our families, our homeland, no longer seen as a fellow human, stripped of every human right and dignity, captured, beaten, exploited, and crammed into a ship with no sanitization, no water, no food, no airflow, no mercy from the captain and the crew. The voyage would take up to three months. It was estimated about 20% of the slaves would not survive the journey due to malnutrition, disease, despair, and suicide. That was the plight of millions of African slaves, unbeknownst to them, those living along the western coast of Africa, and later even those living inland will fall prey to slave trade. White men in gleaming armor, menacing and ruthless, would come to raid and destroy their lives forever. These cruel men would do such evil acts for riches and glory. The slave trade would devastate Africa, which predominantly is agricultural. Depopulation due to capture made agricultural development impossible. As young women in childbearing years and young men who would start families were captured from their homeland, those left behind were the elderly, disabled, or dependent. This horrendous practice will continue to find financiers and sponsors to build larger slave ships and weaponry to torture and capture African slaves. As the number of slaves increased, cruel equipment like chains, 
manacles, and padlocks produced by tradesmen in Europe was used to shackle the adult males, who were kept in batches and locked below decks. So the slave ships were built against any African resistance. Although insurrections still happened on slave ships, very few were successful. Many failed, either sank with the ship or later captured and given grisly punishments as a warning to other Africans of their fate if they rebelled. It will be known as the transatlantic slave trade, which transported between 10 to 12 million enslaved Africans to Europe and Americas. The triangular trade will have arms, textiles, and wine shipped. African slave trade would go on for 400 years. The reason why UNESCO picked the 23rd of August is because it's in recognition of a successful uprising in Saint-Domingue. It happened on the night of the 22nd to the 23rd of August in 1791. This event would play a crucial role in the abolition of the transatlantic slave trade. 300 years before, Christopher Columbus landed in this little island, destroyed its native population, and introduced African slavery. Toussaint Louverture was a son of an educated slave. The homely, short, and small-framed man would later lead the Haitian independence movement and emancipated the slaves. He would also negotiate for Saint-Domingue to be governed by black former slaves as a French protectorate. Toussaint did a lot to restore the economy. He ensured the former slaves who returned to work in the plantations shared the profits. Toussaint promoted reconciliation and peace among the blacks and the Europeans and the Europeanized mulattoes of mixed heritage. Saint-Domingue would later become the independent Republic of Haiti, its native name on January 1, 1804. The Haitian Declaration of Independence simply stated, we have dared to be free, let us be thus by ourselves and for ourselves. There is a powerful line in the Time magazine article about this historical event. It reads, In the long history of the slave trade and European colonization of the Americas, the Haitian revolutionaries were truly avengers of the new world. Their bloody, decisive challenge to slavery and white supremacy, notwithstanding Haiti's subsequent political instability and poverty, which were aggravated by the colonial policies of its erstwhile rulers, became sanctified in abolitionist memory. It is this dramatic setting that put a marker in the effort to abolish slavery. Britain abolished slavery in 1833, freeing slaves in most British colonies, freeing more than 800,000 enslaved Africans in the Caribbean and South Africa, as well as a small number in Canada. America would later abolish slavery 
in 1865 and immediately freed more than 100,000 enslaved people from Kentucky to Delaware. We must remember the past, for the past informs the present. We mustn't allow such atrocities to happen again. That's why fair trade is something many people are fighting for, to relieve those who are trapped in modern slavery. In the words of Audrey Azoulay, Director General of UNESCO, who said this, It is time to abolish human exploitation once and for all, and to recognize the equal and unconditional dignity of each and every individual. Today, let us remember the victims and freedom fighters of the past so that they may inspire future generations to build just societies. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast episode. Please follow us. And if you're listening to us today from Apple Podcasts, please rate and comment because it helps others to find this podcast to learn more bite-sized lessons and stories of fair trade. Until next time, let's be fair trade-minded.